MoneyWeb now on the money. Also available on podcast. Chatting now with Andrew Ditburner. He's a chief investment officer, Old Mutual uh, Wealth. Uh, Andrew, appreciate the early morning time. Uh, the pet care industry, I mean, an amazing piece of research uh, that you included in a note out earlier this week. Over 11 million Americans got a new pet during the pandemic. Uh, half of British households who had a pet uh, added another one during lockdown. I know anecdotally from my social circle, people were out and buying pets. This is this, it, it, the pet care industry, even without the pandemic is 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 one that is a a really a high quality investment case i mean people are buying pets and spending money and i know uh, from our own pets in some cases a lot of money morning Tom. yes um you know often when we look at uh, when we think of these mega trends you know very often we're fixated right now on technology mm. uh, thinking about artificial intelligence you know autonomous driving etc and people often overlook you know, smaller industries, but, you know, industries that have, you know, very strong tailwinds in, in place. And, you know, you highlight a couple of points, you know, people buying new pets recently, and, ma- and maybe there has been a bit of a acceleration, I suppose, during lockdowns, economic mm. lockdowns. People also, I suppose, millennials these days aren't having as many children, you know, today. Their pets are their children. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is also a trend that's been in place, you know, for, for centuries, actually, when you think about the domestication of, of pets. You know, so it lends itself to some very interesting uh, investment opportunities which we've looked at. And it's not just, you know, pet care, it's also, you know, growing uh, populations, uh, growing middle incomes and people yeah. wanting to consume uh, a higher quality protein. So it also, you know, talks to livestock, uh, you know, looking after animals on that side of the fence as well. So, uh, yeah, it's a very oh. interesting uh, investment opportunity at the moment. Well, I, hadn't, I hadn't even thought of livestock in that, in that equation as well. And, and one of the points you make is, I mean, you know, we, we've been talking how during the pandemic, I mean, if anything, it boomed. People got more pets. Um, it, it's going to be fairly recession-proof. There are going to be recessions from time to time. But you're not going to stop feeding your pets. You, you might shop down a little if you have to. But it, it's going to hold fairly well during the, the tougher economic times and yet still potentially give us the boom during the good times because then you can go out and buy more chewy toys for your, your dogs or scratch pads for your cats. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so the company that I highlighted in the note you referred to is uh, Zootis, and and it's effectively you can think of it as a pharmaceutical business for animals. Yeah. Um, and and that's both pets and and uh, livestock. And if you look what it's done, you know, you can go back to uh, the global financial crisis. You know, it grew its revenues uh, uh, quite handsomely during that period. Uh, look back over last year, you know, this economic shutdown, and I think it grew revenues in the region of about seven percent. So as you say, you know, very very recession proof. Um, and another factor I think that we really like is the fact that when you think about pharmaceutical companies, they often face these uh, patent cliffs. Yeah. You know, so you've got the patents and eventually they run out and then you get the generic competition coming through. You know, this is a pharmaceutical company for animals that doesn't face patent cliffs and very few generic uh, competitors as well. You know, so they, when you look at some of their drugs um, or products rather, you know, uh, the average age of the top 20 odd products is about 30 years. You know, so they're once you're in a dominant position, and Zootis is very much the global leader in this space. Once you're in a dominant position, it's very difficult for new upstart competitors to come and spend the money and compete with uh, with your drugs that have been uh, or your products rather that have been on uh, on the market for many many years.
Yeah, it, it's that it's that massive barrier to entry, and you know, and 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 you mentioned earlier that 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 some people you know having less kids, and in some cases the pets are almost like their kids, and and you're not going to suddenly switch out of a product. I mean, you you I, I know the cats in our house. You know, she eats a certain brand, and that is it. Um, we wouldn't dare change it, and it, it it gives those those barriers for entry from a from a technological patent perspective, but also just from a from a from a consumer who is this is what we buy our pet and. And so we will. Yeah, exactly. I mean, your your pets effectively become your your children, as you say, uh, and you're definitely not going to skimp on costs when it comes to you know feeding them or <clears throat> if something's wrong and, and medicating them. You know, mm-hmm. so this is this is exactly the you know I suppose the, the you can call it a moat I suppose around this business if you want to think of it that way. Yeah. Um, I think another point maybe you know when thinking about the investment case for these types of businesses is is also the market. You know, when 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 you look at it from a competitor perspective, uh Zutis is one of, you know, the top four that account for more than fifty percent of this market globally. Um, you know, so you've got a rational competition in here. Um, but then there are some smaller players which allow, you know, for decent acquisitive opportunities in the space, which we've seen uh, over the years. Um, and then also when thinking about your clients, you know, they've got, a, they've got obviously thousands and thousands of very small clients. Yeah. You know, these aren't businesses that have, mm-hmm. you know, that are business to business that have very big clients that obviously then uh, lend themselves to those clients having, you know, bargaining power when it comes to, to uh, pricing. So with many small or thousands and thousands of small clients around the world, you know, it gives a business like this uh, pricing power. And then you start to see that coming through in the company. Uh, fundamentals when you look at it, you know, from a revenue growth, uh, profitability margins, uh, and a growing bottom line. Yeah, and, and I think, I mean, a great industry, and, and, and tons listed in the U.S. I mean, there's Chew and others. Uh, Zoot is the one we're talking about here. Andrew uh, Ditburner, Chief Investment Officer, uh, Old Mutual Private Wealth, appreciate the early morning. Mm-hmm.